0: The National Broadcasting Company presents The Adventures of Sam Spade, Detective. Sam Spade, Detective Agency? Me, sweetheart. Sam! you know you're in all the papers? Don't think I'm happy about it. You we were standing on the sidewalk pointing. Mm-hmm. And there's a dotted line running from U to X yeah. where they found the body. You mean where they found the last body, F. There were several before it. I know. All those poor, poor, poor people. Tell me, F.E., how many dots were there running from me to where they found the body? Oh, let's see. Um, one, two, three, six, twelve, Sam. That's what I expected. What is it stand for? For one, two, three, six, twelve. Death oh, no, not really. But definitely. We just got in on a big finish. This is a tale of deceit and intrigue that strung through many islands and several countries. Yay, through a great many lives. So I am left with no choice but to call it the String of Death Caper. <laughs> For NBC, William Spear, radio's outstanding producer, director of mystery and crime drama, brings you the greatest private detective of them all in The Adventures of Sam Spade. Effie! Him, Sam! Don't shout! How are you, Sam? Oh, I'm all right, I guess. Yeah, let me look at you. Yeah. really, You've been saying that too many nice. And, and going around with the wrong people, you don't have to tell me. Why? I have only this to say. if The people I've been going around with lately won't be going around anymore, so don't worry about me. All right, Sam, if you say so. Mm. If you look so, so terrible. Your eyes are bloodshot. Aren't everybody? And your hands are shaking. True, Effie, and here's why. Take it down, you ready? Well, don't make it... Don't make it too Sam. Um, um, I am not going to pull any punches. You'll have to take it as it came, the way I did. Oh. They fill it in, through Lieutenant I.C. Kelsey, Homicide Detail San Francisco Police, from Samuel's Spade, license number 137596. Subject, the string of death caper, dear Kelsey. No. It's hard to believe that the events of the past 48 hours all began with the discovery of the oyster. But they did, and they made a marked change in the census figures of several countries. The whole thing was incredible. The most incredible part of it was that I was careless enough to let myself get mixed up in it. The entire scene saga began two days ago when my door opened and a woman walked in. Showgirl, type 7D, white black skirt, two-tight blouse, red alligator shoes, hair overdone in somebody's peroxide oven, you know, that kind of stuff. She chewed gum, of course, and swung a black patent leather handbag. And her charm bracelet was so loaded, I wondered if she could lift her arm. Let's face it. I'm stranded. Really? Where? Where'd you think? Here, right in this town. Well, my sympathies. Don't you sit down? Thanks. You're a gentleman. Not even so. The next time I take a job somewhere, I'm going to carry a ticket back to where I came from and a six-day supply of K-rations. Well, would you care to tell me about it? I was doing an act for the gay parry when the blow fell. I mm-hmm. had a big floor show trying to boost business, but it didn't boost. It busted. Oh. The place was padlocked. Likewise, the owner's pocketbook blew mm-hmm. we out two weeks' salary. We? Oui. I was the Alga half of the dance team of Ricardo and Alga. And then? Ricardo, the creep, must have been put off. Because the night we closed, at the end of his first number, he danced off the floor, out through the stage and and was never heard from again. Well, I always say we're better off without those kind of people around anyway. Not when he buffaloes out with all your savings. I hate him already. Well, I sent a wire to my booking agent for help, and his answer came back something like this. Hmm? Here, they're starving in the streets. At least you got a hotel room to do it in. Pardon? <laughs> what a laugh. Oh, those agents are a shifty lot. They only like you when you're Ah, you're telling me. My rent's up at the end of the week, and after that, who knows? Well, now, uh, madam, your story has touched me very deeply. Would it uh, spoil your timing any if I asked you why you came to see me? Say, hey, you know, you got a style there. It's <laughs> you. It's widely copied. <laughs> now, don't flash too much of that repartee and make me forget what I came here for. Just unburden yourself, Olga. No more repartee. The name's Kelly. Kelly Green. Oh. Wouldn't be seen on the street as all that. Pardon my mistake. Yeah. I came to ask you to find a guy named Captain Eric Nostrum. He's somewhere in San Francisco. An army man? And, oh, he bought that title in a saloon in Tahiti. He's oh. a fish-comber. Uh, Sam Kelly's got some information she wants to sell. Mm-hmm. You can reach me at the Embassy Hotel, 627. See you later, Sam. Uh, just a minute, Kelly. Yeah? I hate to mention this to someone in your position, but, uh, there's a fee for my services. Oh, he'll pay you. The kind of information I got, he wants real bad. Well, Ta-ta. ta-ta. Wearing everything off my desk, two shoes with feet in them, mine, I embarked on this dangerous assignment with Brian Bonletty, with pardon the expression. You know, I am not without sources of waterfront information, and in a couple of hours I found myself in a bistro called The Backwash, a place that hangs so precariously on the west bank of a bay that flies come to study it. Sammy, how are you? Hello, Eddie. What's a good word? Well, Sammy, I know what I hear, but um, what I hear sometimes ain't the truth. Or am I too quick for you? Give me a for instance. Well, the guy you called about is sitting down at the far end of this very same bar. At least he calls himself Captain Eric Nasta. This is what I hear from my side of the bar. But whether he is or not, what he says he is is only something that can be verified by investigation. Or am I too quick for you? All right, I have another pint of beer, bartender. Let me buy. Sure. You can buy me drinks all night. But don't make the mistake of trying to get me drunk. Uh, make it too, will you, Eddie? Hi, Sam. Sam, that means he knows you. You're okay by the house. Well, then you're okay by Captain Nostrom. There you are, two beers. Yeah. Well, what's the rest of it, Sam? Spade. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something about you, Sam Spade. You didn't come here to drink with me. You came to talk. Should we go over in a booth? That's a good idea. Right. Yeah. Now I'm ready to listen. Do you know Kelly Green? Kelly? The dancer? Yeah. Why, every blasted sailor in the Orient knows Kelly. <laughs> Let me see now. The last time I remember her, she was dancing on a table in Singapore for some Dutch officer. Yeah she's in town right now. She said she has some information you'd want to buy. I bet she has. You a friend of hers? Since this morning. Oh, that's long enough for me. Now, what are you? Private detective? I am, and that brings up one other point. She said uh, you would pay me for finding it. oh surely now what's your fee uh 25 then. yeah yours 50. no no no, no. i'll right. take it now as far as i'm concerned you've earned it <laughs> now then, what's our address embassy hotel room 627 now well i'll get in touch with him. well see you around hey wait a minute spade hmm? uh how would you like to find someone for me why not who are you looking for a man named chan lee i suppose i tell you the old story now you take a look at these Look here. Feast your eyes. He took a swatch of velvet cloth out of a sea jacket pocket and opened it. On it were six very large, very breathtaking, rose-colored pearls. Austin's eyes flicked over each pearl as if he knew it by name and lineage. He let me stare at them for several silent minutes before he spoke again. See, such timeless beauty captured in six perfect spheres. I haven't seen many like those. And there aren't many. Twelve to be exact. Twelve in all the world. Now, What a pearl was like that worth. Well, any jeweler in the city would give you five thousand dollars a pearl for them. But if I had all twelve, I could sell the set for seventy-five thousand. How'd you get the half of the twelve pearls, nothing. You ever hear of the Taotoy Oyster banks off the of Borneo Islands? No, I haven't been pearling anything. Ah, well, I have. Well, is that where these came from? That's right, from the Torritori banks. A friend of mine named Yoro, named Hong Kong Ari, tipped me off that 12 perfectly matched rose colored pearls could be picked up at Cagayan Sulu from a wholesale buyer called Song Mao. Mm, well, good is it? I shipped over on a catch with two other men. Song Mao asked 12,000 pesos for the lot, and I took them. Mm-hmm. Again, when we left Cagayan Sulu, I got caught in a storm and i went overboard but i didn't fall accidentally no i was it on the head thrown overboard your buddies one of the first ah they got six of them in my sea bag the other six were sewn inside my duck. i still have those but i traced those two guys all over the orient but both of them was killed ah tomorrow the curse, they say so far, eight people have died over these pearls. The Monroe Church. Yeah, uh, Carney, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, the rumor is that the other six pearls have found their way to San Francisco, and that a man named Chan Lee knows about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been here 48 hours, and I haven't found him. So what do you plan to do when <laughs> you find him? <laughs> Don't you worry, Spade. I have a buyer. What? I'll pay cash for him. All well, I'll give you 50 bucks worth of looking for Chan Lee. Now, where can I get in touch with him? Are uh, you in the book? Yeah. Then I'll find you. Oh, just one thing, Spade. If Kelly likes you you must be straight. Here, take a pearl. Now wait a minute, Master. You just said each one of these pearls is worth five thousand dollars. Seventy-five hundred to me, but I want to play it this way. Now, if you find Chan Lee, you ask him if he knows me, and ask him if he knows about the pearls. Hmm? Now, maybe he won't talk to you. So if he doesn't, just show him the pearl, and then walk out. He'll fall all over himself to find me. Well, you know best. I assume no responsibility for this pearl. Though, uh-huh. I can handle the responsibility for both of us. Harry <laughs> yeah. Ching, a friend of mine who has his ear to the Oriental Browns, put down his mother tongue edition of that great Chinese detective, Shylock Hole, and directed me to a little food store just off Grand Street. There were a number of people in the store looking at merchandise. My man was small and fat and behind the counter. Good afternoon. May I assist you? Son lee Oh, no, my name Li well, Harry Ching told me Chan Lee would be here. Oh, before my name Li my name Chan the <laughs> <laughs> The personal even for change, you understand? Not fully, no, but I'm not here to inquire about that. Oh. Tell me, do you know a man named Captain Eric Nostkin? Oh, uh, no, 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 a name Captain Nostkin. <laughs> he's big, red-pointed, beard, rough, registry? Uh, sorry, no. <laughs> Ever hear of the rose-colored pearls of Palatone? <laughs> <laughs> you joke. i do you talk pearl with me? Yes. I be your Chinese food. That's really. Well, I might have the wrong family, but uh, do you know anything about pearls? Oh, I can tell good pearls from bad pearl. My uncle wants pearls to read us. Well, take a look at this. Oh, really cheap. Don't put you know, it in your so mouth. I just bit it to test steam. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Show <laughs> sure, me a joke, Joke about what? I know where five more are, just like that, worth $5,000 a piece. <laughs> Somebody pull your leg. Mm-hmm. This poor Japanese culture pearl, artificial color, worth maybe $5. Really? Next time, don't play joke on Chinese. Who you in? Oh, yes, got me more. <laughs> a skeptic eye. I, I took the pearl to a jeweler I know, and he told me Charmelee lied in his straggly beard. It was the finest specimen of rose pearl he'd ever seen. Well, I went back to my office to wait for Nassim's call, when and if it came. I say I went back to my office, but not directly in. Because just as I was putting the key in my lock, something familiar pushed in between my shoulder blades. Mr. Spade, I know all the tricks, so don't try any. Just open the door and go in. You bet. Now sit down at your desk and put your hands on top of it. Mm -hmm. You were looking at the tea in Shanley's store, weren't you? I was. And I want the pearl you have. Me? You. <laughs> all right. If you're going to make a scene, suppose you give me something. I don't have to give you anything. That pearl belongs to me. It was stolen from me, along with all the others. I her at Nostrum. Right. Okay. Bought those pearls from Tung and in Kaga yon was crew on my catch, and on the way back to Shanghai, he threw me overboard so he could have the pearls himself. Well, didn't you drown, Mr... Ivan T. Sanderson. Oh. Some Jap fisherman picked me up. Good. This is the first of the twelve rose-colored pearls I've gotten back, and I mean to get the other eleven. Even if it takes a few dead bodies to accomplish it. Well, I admire your spirit, sir, but I'm afraid you've picked out a tough career. Where's Nostrand? I don't know. You must know you're working for him. Look, he said he'd contact me. Honestly. He... How did you get tied up with him? A girl named Kelly Green hired me to find. Him. Call her. All right. And ask her where Nostrand is. All right, I will. But don't point. Me. Not for like... <clears throat> Yes, well. Embassy Hotel. Oh, 627, please. Whom are you calling, please? Miss Kelly Green. Hello? Kelly? Yeah. Sam Spade. Yeah. Uh, did Captain Nassim get in touch with you? No. Did you find him, Sam? I did. Well, he hasn't come up here yet. Not yet, Sam. Thanks for calling. Goodbye. She hasn't seen him yet. Thank you, Mr. Spade. I'll be checking with you from time to time. He pocketed his gun and stalked out with a $5,000 pearl in his hand. I knew he had heard the operator say Embassy Hotel, and I knew he heard Kelly Green's room number. So I let him get a small head start. He went directly to the Embassy Hotel. I followed him into the lobby. He got the one elevator, and I had to wait until it went up and came down before I got it. When I arrived at the sixth floor, the door of 627 was slightly open, and there was a sharp odor in the air. (laughs) ivan t sanderson wasn't there neither was kelly green dragging himself across the floor trying to reach the door was captain eric knoxley he had two bullet holes in his back i tried to help him but beyond he collapsed dead as his body relaxed his mouth slowly opened and five rose-colored pearls rolled out you are listening to the weekly adventure of radio's most famous detective Sam Spade. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. There's music and mystery with the chimes every Saturday. Tomorrow evening for Mystery, Herbert Marshall stars as The Man Called X. In all the strange and far-off corners of the world, wherever there is intrigue, danger, and romance, there you will find the man called x for music there's your hit parade with the top tunes in the land as selected by you and brought to you by snooki lanson eileen wilson and the hit paraders last week tennessee waltz and my heart cries for you were the top tunes across the country will they topple well you'll have the answer tomorrow on your hit parade Now back to the String of Death Caper. Tonight's adventure with Sam Spade. After I found Norton's body, I called you, Lieutenant Chelsea, and told you as little as I could. After that, I went out to dinner and then home to bed. This hiatus was necessary in order to let the pot of vicious intrigue bubble. A little. Well, the next morning, at considerable expense, we added a new character to our play, which was already an extravaganza. <coughs> Good morning. Well, good morning. Oh, I am not sure, monsieur, whether I am going to see you or uh, let you leave. A very effective entrance, sir. And uh, who, who are you? Jacques Malraux. Aha! A very. Malraux, Christ. The same, monsieur. Mm. It was reported in the paper that you found the body of Captain Eric Nestrand in the apartment of a girl named. Kelly well, I'm afraid I just happened to be there. Uh, did you happen to know if anyone found a number of pearls on the sponge, buddy? Well, as far as I know, they didn't. You mean the Tawatawi pearls, don't you? Aha. Uh-huh. You've heard about them? A oh, little, yeah. They belong to a man named Se Mao, who sold them to a man named Ivan Sanderson, who had them stolen from him by Captain Nostrand, who had half of his stolen from him. That's the installment I just read, anyway. Uh, perhaps it is mostly right. Uh, except for one important point. Mao was holding them for me. They were not brought. They were taken from him at the point of a gun. Getting involved. Getting involved. I risked my life in the shark-infested waters of a taui diving for those pearls. No man but me will possess them. Mm. Now, where to find Kelly Green and Ivan Sanderson? Oh, I don't know. The police don't know, so I can't tell you. Uh-huh. All right, Mr. Spade. You have an honest face, I believe you. But if it turns out later that you have deceived me, you will find to your regret that Jacques Malraux is not an easy man to do business with. Au revoir. (laughs) Following his exit, I allowed a pause for dramatic effect and then dissolved into the next scene. On the front door of Chanley's grocery store, there was a sign, closed for the day. So I went around the block, through an alley, and came up on his living quarters from the back way. I stood at the back door and knew somebody was home, listening to some Oriental artist. Shaw. I tried the doorknob. It turned, and I carefully opened the door and stepped in. <laughs> what you do my house? Well, what? Why you come try the house? Turn that thing off and I'll tell you. All right, get out. Get out. i call police. Man, I didn't come here to quibble with you. I came to speak right from the shoulder. What are you talk about? The how Palatali Pearl. I don't know, Pearl. Get out. You know Nostran was killed yesterday, don't you? I tell you before, I know no man named Nostran. All right, where's Sanderson? What man? A tall man with a quick mustache who was in your store yesterday when I was there. So plenty people come to my store. I don't know them all by name, come to anybody. Plenty mustache. All right, all right. Play it your way for But if you ever do meet up with Sanderson... Just tell him that I have the other five pearls. The ones Nostrum was killed for. (laughs) Just as I closed the door behind me, I saw a pair of red alligator shoes with a pair of nylons draped over them, pushed under a chair. I hesitated a minute, thought better, and hurried away. I went back to my office, pulled out a good book, and read for three hours. It paid off. I had to come to you. I'm in an awful jam. I should say you are. and It won't get you any easier when I call the police. I knew where Eck was found in my apartment, but I didn't have anything to do with it. Nuts. I called you from here not 10 minutes before Nostrum was found dead. All right, all right. He was there, but he wanted me to say he wasn't. You want me to tell you something else about yourself? I checked with the embassy hotel. Your bill was paid for a month in advance. You weren't stranded. It was a murder set up from beginning to end. But I can't understand your being dumb enough to use your real name. He wasn't supposed to have been killed there. It was supposed to happen someplace else. That's what I thought. Oh, don't do it, Sam. I came here to tell you the truth. I need your help. I can't help you now, Kelly. He made me do it. He made me come to San Francisco, wait for Nostrum, and then find him. Who made you? Sanderson? No. Chan. Chan Lee. He killed Nostrum. He shot him. But we heard somebody at the door and went out the fire escape before we could search Nostrum. What do you mean he made you do it? Look at this. That arm isn't pretty, is it? There must be a thousand holes in it. When would you start this? In Singapore. Chan used to be there, and he supplied me. I had to follow him here because I didn't have enough money to buy it. I see. I'll well, Kelly, I'm sorry. Maybe the state will take that into consideration. Sam, I want to go into partnership with you. Partnership? Doing what? Selling pearls. You have five of them. I have six of them. Here. Where'd you get these? From Chan. I heard you there. After you left, he got excited and had to take something to quiet himself down. I grabbed these and beat it while he was still under. What do you say, Sam? Let's sell him and go someplace. Well, it might be arranged. Where's Sanderson? Ivan Sanderson? Yeah. He lives on a boat. It's a yarl, a trader anchored at Pier 32. I don't worry about him, Sam. You can take care of him. I probably can. Did you ever hear of a guy named Jacques Mauro? Mauro? Jacques Mauro? Yeah. Was he in San Francisco? He was in here yesterday looking for you and Sanderson. Sam, the deal's off. I don't want to have anything to do with it. Here, keep the pearls. I picked up the six pearls and put them in my office safe for the other five I'd taken from Nostra. Then I went down to the waterfront looking for Sanderson. Chun-Li, was still under drugs, there'd be no problem for the police to pick up. Nor would Kelly Green once her drug supply began to give out. The trailer was a trim, white yawl, tied up at Tier 32 with a Jacob ladder running down to its deck. I climbed down and, looking around, found Sanderson in a cabin sitting behind the table. It wasn't a commonplace thing. You see, he'd just been shot. You... Can't do anything for me, Sam. There's nothing to do. How did it happen to Sam? This. Marot cursed. Jacques Yes. Yeah. He made a vow that he was going to kill anyone who touched the pearl. Anyone. Did he get your pearl? Yes. <laughs> who has the rest? I do, 11 of them. <coughs> One tomorrow finds out, I... wonder how you're going to feel dying 11... That's when I turned the whole thing over to you, Kelsey. I went back to my office, put in a call to your office, and gave you a complete rundown on the case from beginning to end. Who did what, and how you might go about finding them. You said you'd be right over to pick up the pearls, but you got there a little late. i had no sooner put down the phone when... All right. You have a pearl. Give them to Chubb, or he will not hesitate to shoot you. The way you did, Nostrum? I don't have time for talk. Hurry, get pearls. Okay. They're uh, in my safe here. I don't think I'm going to give you any arguments or pull anything clever. eh? It would be too bad if you did. I don't really know who these pearls do belong to, and I don't care much anymore. You can have the worries instead of me. I will be glad to worry about such a treasure. There you are. so where you are. to me. Right. Catch. Uh, thank you. Now I will go. I advise you against lazy outcry. I'm glad to get rid of you. Go and have a long and happy life. Oh? Oh, I have been hand kissed by the guard. <laughs> was, but for a different reason. He put the pearls in his pocket, and with a little smile of triumph at how easy it had been, he turned and quickly walked out of the office. He even closed the door politely. But outside, he didn't get far. I ran for the hall, throwing my 38 out of the holster. Chan Lee lay still on the floor and his coat pocket had been turned inside out. Steps were pounding down the stairwell and I followed. When I hit the sidewalk he was half a block away and running. I fired at him and he stopped and fired back. My second one caught him in the chest and he fell twisting across the sidewalk. I walked right up to him, but it was all over. Jacques Marot was dead. And one by one, twelve of the most beautiful rose-colored pearls in the world were dropping out of his hand, rolling down the gutter and plopping into the sewer where they belonged. Period end of string. Hmm? Did they all go down the sewer? Every pearl, Effie. Who knows where they might be now? Maybe at the filtering plant. Maybe out to sea. Sam, hmm? could I get off early tonight? Effie, cause... put that thought out of your mind. They're not worth it. Oh, but Sam, all that work... Was... I said forget it. I'll go type that up. Oh. Go on, scooch. Hmm. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. There's music and fun in the air tomorrow evening, styled to suit your Saturday night of merriment. Dennis Day brings you songs and comedy in his charming boyish manner, and then Judy Canova gets together with her frolicsome friends for Mountain Melody and Mayhem, followed by Grand Ole Opry with singing MC Red Foley and his gang. It's a Saturday night of fun designed for you. you all Oh, Sam, those pearls. Hmm? I'd give anything just to wear them one night. Anything? Well, I suppose it wasn't worth it. Yeah. But someday, somehow, I want to wear it. What's you, Effie, I'd rather see you with a sparkling light in your eye any day. Looks much better on you. And of course, it's cheaper. Effie, is that a slur on my character? Oh, I don't get paid too much. Or too often. All right, let's settle this thing right here. You say you want some pearls? Oh, I'd love some. Uh-huh. Well, Here you are. Six oysters. <gasps> Three boys and three girls. You can grow your own at home. Sam, are those really oysters? They are, indeed. I picked them up at Fisherman's Wharf just this afternoon. What do I do? Well, I'll make it easier for you. I also bought a bottle of cocktail sauce. So which will it be, pearls or oysters on the hat shell? Oh, Sam. it's <laughs> so different. Let's eat them. Not until you say... Good night. <laughs> good night, sir. The adventures of Sam Spade are produced, edited, and directed by William Spear. Sam Spade was played by Stephen Dunn. Lorene Tuttle is Effie. Script for tonight's Adventure by John Michael Hayes. Musical scoring by Lud Bluskin conducted by Robert Armbruster. next week, same time for another adventure with Sam Faye. Now the Magnificent Montague, then it's Duffy Savern on NBC.